I'm K.S. Garner, and you're listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Today, I'll be detailing an episode-by-episode overview of the manga-adopted anime series Sailor Moon Season 2, dubbed in English on Hulu. In this season, there are two arcs. The first is immediately after Sailor Moon and the Sailor Guardians defeat the Dark Kingdom from taking over Earth. But they all lose their memories as Guardians when Usagi wishes to live a normal teenage life. Only a few months pass before her memories are restored along with the others when aliens on and ale invade Juban. During the second arc, Usagi and Mamoru are finally together in this life as they were as Princess Serenity and Prince Endymion. Unfortunately, when a small child from the future, also named Usagi, drops onto their laps and demands the Silver Crystal, dramatic events unveil as Sailor Moon, the Guardians, and someone named the Moonlight Knight must race against time to save little Usagi, nicknamed Chibi Usa's mother, in Crystal Tokyo. Before we jump into today's episode, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Throughout this season, we see characters attempt to shoulder the burden of saving and protecting their loved ones alone. From Usagi fighting as a Sailor Guardian on her own after she regained her memories but not her powers, Mamoru attempting to decipher his nightmares in order to preserve future Crystal Tokyo at the expense of breaking Usagi's heart, to Chibi Usa, a small child, feeling abandoned and neglected by her parents and the Guardians when she's tasked with a dangerous mission and hunted down by evil conquerors who want to destroy her world as she knows it. It pains me, as I recall this season, that the small child and teenagers were burdened with the roles as protectors and fighters that they didn't really ask for while maintaining the complexities of their human lives, emotions, and relationships. Everything works out in the end because of their unyielding trust and love for one another, but what if they didn't have that? What if they had no one to share their doubts, fears, and anxieties with? Chibi Usa eventually came around to trusting the Guardians to protect and fight for her, Usagi had her friends to lean on and keep her from going on a depressing downward spiral after Mamoru cruelly ended their relationship. And Mamoru held on to his purpose of deciphering his deceptive nightmares while keeping a close, watchful eye on Sailor Moon, the Guardians, and Chibi Usa as Tuxedo Mask. But for so many people, in a fictional anime and in the real world, they don't have these lifelines, these saving graces to hold them up when all they want to do is crumble onto the floor into dust, waiting to be swept away by the wind and forgotten by the world they felt isolated and detached from. If you or anyone has ever felt this way, please consider BetterHelp as an option for help. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating within 48 hours. However, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That's BetterHelp. Enjoying the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. 
Special offer for solo Nerdbird listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Solo Nerdbird. Now, let's get back to the show. Episode 47, Moon Returns, The Mysterious Aliens Appear. Princess Serenity's wish to live as an ordinary girl has been granted as she carries on life as 14-year-old Yusaki Tsukino two months after she defeats the Dark Kingdom. Suddenly, one night, a meteor hits Jubon and draws a crowd. Unbeknownst to Usagi, all of the former Sailor Guardians have gathered to witness the disturbance, including Mamoru, aka Prince Endymion, or Tuxedo Mask. Their presence feels familiar, but Usagi can't place why. Usagi knows of Ami and Mako as her peers, but they're not friends like before. She and Mamoru still tease one another, but that's the extent of their relationship. What actually hit Earth are two aliens named Ale and An, whom have come to reside on Earth in order to drain its abundance of its life source pinnacle to their survival. They both attempt to disguise themselves as students at Juban Middle School and go by Natsumi and Sijiro in their human forms. But they have a few hiccups with blending in and gain attention from their peers. Ale is immediately attracted to Asagi and An to Mamoru she spots walking home from school. An and Ale devise a plan to attack teenage girls and love in order to maintain their need for life energy. Ale orders a vampire to attack and drain energy from as many girls as possible. Luna and Artemis hear the girls' cries for help, but Luna refuses to restore Usagi's memories at Artemis' suggestion. The two familiars have to tackle this problem on their own. While on the phone with Naru, Usagi hears her friend's cries for help and immediately rushes to her home. There, she witnesses the vampire attack Naru. Usagi thinks she's in a dream and pretends she's the most powerful girl in the world when she threatens the monster to let Naru go. As the vampire attacks Usagi, Artemis distracts it and forces it to chase after him. Then, Luna desperately restores Usagi's memories at Sailor Moon. Usagi appears saddened by her return as the Guardian, but understands why she must. When Sailor Moon finds the vampire again, it nearly depleted Artemis of his energy. However, Sailor Moon is still rusty herself, and her energy is almost nearly depleted as well, if not for Luna interfering. Afterwards, Sailor Moon utilizes her tiara against the monster and destroys it. Then Ale and On appear, mocking Sailor Moon that more monsters are coming soon. Episode 48 For Love and for Justice, Sailor Guardians once again. Usaki tries to get Mamoru's attention when she spots him on the street. Then An in her human form appears and wants to talk to him as well. This new girl and Usagi's sudden affection towards him is off-putting, so Mamoru runs away from them both before he's late for work. An and Usagi both agree Mamoru is up for grabs since neither of them can lay claim over him. Artemis and Luna try to discuss these new invaders with Usagi and if it's necessary to revitalize the other Guardians, but all Usagi wants is to revive Tuxedo Mask within Mamoru. She doesn't think it's necessary to awaken the girls just yet. The movie studio is holding auditions for a new film in town. Their scout has found the girls they want, including the Guardians and Anaru, with the exception of Usagi. Naru's concerned she's being lured into a trap similarly to all the other incidents she's had, but Usagi assures her this isn't the case and she should go to the audition. At the studio, Ami and Mako meet first, then Rei and Minako arrive. After they introduce themselves to one another, they all get this eerie feeling they've met somewhere before. 
After they enter the studio together, they witness Usagi's attempts inside, although she doesn't have the permission to be there. Ami attempts to leave the audition since acting will interrupt the studies. An and Ale reveal themselves, and Ale unleashes his Minotaur monster onto them. An becomes disgusted by Ale's pleasure of the scared girls, so she runs off in her human form to retrieve her own energy. Again, she runs into Usagi. They argue until they both spot Mamoru once more. They assume this is the job he rushed off to before, and again, they fight over his affection. However, An's energy begins to deplete, forcing her to steal it from the star of the film, but doesn't kill her. After running another lap of the studio with Usagi, Luna feels an evil aura from within the audition room. There, she observes the Minotaur attack the girls inside. Finally, Usagi arrives and transforms into Sailor Moon, but without her moonstick, she's unsure what to do. After Naru passes out, the former guardians naturally leap into action even without their powers. And after Sailor Moon is captured, Luna reawakens their memories as well in order to help her. With their memories restored, the guardians make quick work of the monster and save Sailor Moon. They're not as upset about regaining their memories as Usagi was, but they understand why it was done after learning about On and Ao. Episode 49, For Whom is the White Rose? The Moonlight Knight Appears Usagi and Mako beg Ami for answers on an important upcoming test. Nearby the hear cries for help from a young man Mako knows as Kenji being attacked by a monster. When she jumps in to defend him, he ends up being thrown down a flight of stairs. When Kenji's escorted to the hospital, Mako donates blood in a transfusion since he lost so much from the fall. The monster was sent by Ale and An to steal human energy to feed them. While Mako lies next to Kenji in the hospital, Ami asks who he is and about their relationship. Mako answers Kenji is special to her, more than any boyfriend she's ever had. He's always been there for her when it mattered, as a shoulder to lean on. Osaki contemplates about platonic love between girls and boys in reference to her and Mamoru. The next evening, there's a meeting at the Hikawa Shrine about the monster. Rei conjures an image of the beast and detects its aura before it attacks its next target. On her way to the shrine, Musagi runs into Mamoru and An. She attempts to jog his memory as Endymion, but as the two girls argue over him, he flees. Now at the shrine, the others have transformed and demand Osagi to do the same. Sailor Jupiter is fatigued from her large blood donation and Sailor Moon begs her to go home and rest. Sailor Jupiter rejects her offer but promises to be safe. Unfortunately, as soon as she sees the monster, Jupiter immediately attacks. However, before she has the chance to, the monster unleashes a ranged attack that immediately knocks Jupiter unconscious. The monster does the same to the other guardians when they attack. Sailor Moon, standing alone, announced herself, but isn't much, in, isn't much use in this fight. Suddenly, a cloaked figure in white appears and stops the monster. They introduce themselves as the Moonlight Knight. The knight destroys the monster's magical wheel that steals energy before he flees, but not before promising to speak with Sailor Moon again later. When Sailor Moon lets her guard down, the monster attacks her. Jupiter regains consciousness and unleashes her supreme thunder onto the monster, killing it. Later, Mako insists on hiding in the shadows from Kenji when he is discharged from the hospital. She claims she wants to watch over him from a distance like he always does for her. Episode 50, Usagi's Crisis, The Tiara Stops Working El and An devise a plan to use the new virtual reality arcade in town as a ploy to steal human energy. Usagi's mother forces her out of the house on the weekend like her dad and Shingo. 
She sells for the new arcade as well to train as a Sailor Guardian. There she runs into Mamoru who mocks her for being alone, but she decides to pair up with him since the line inside are mostly couples. Natsumi and Seijiro arrive as well. Natsumi and Usaki fight over Mamoru while Seijiro bewitches a guard to allow them all in immediately instead of waiting in line. However, the other guardians arrive but must wait outside. There Usagi bumps into Shingo and their dad. There's a moment where Seijiro grabs a hold of Usagi much to her father's dismay but it's only because she fell into his arms. Once inside the maze, Mamoru and Seijiro show off their laser skills and Natsumi continues to push herself into Mamoru. He finally speaks up and tells her to stop. Soon Usagi runs off after being scared by a fake monster and Mamoru chases after her. Done playing around, Natsumi and Seijiro transform back into L and On and unleash a guardian to steal energy from everyone inside. Shingo finally finds Usagi in the maze and alerts her about a real monster attacking people including their dad. He brings Mamoru with him and they insist Usagi stay behind. Once they get there, Shingo is incapacitated but Mamoru holds his own. Eventually, Sailor Moon arrives to help but her moon tiara no longer works. Suddenly, the Moonlight Knight appears. Sailor Moon's elated but confused to his identity since Mamoru is with her as well. The Moonlight Knight injures the monster but is then captured in his tentacles. The other Sailor Guardians arrive in the nick of time to defeat the monster and save the injured people. They attempt to console Sailor Moon about her malfunctioning tiara when Mamoru questions the girl's identities, but they all flee once security arrives. Back home, while her mother tends to her dad's and Shingo's wounds, Usagi cries to Luna about potentially losing her powers and Mamoru. Episode 51, A New Transformation, Usagi's Power Up It's spring and the cherry blossoms are in bloom. El and An plan to use this as an opportunity to steal energy from spectators. Natsumi tags along with Usagi, the other guardians, Naru, Umino, and Miss Haruna when they all take a trip to the park. Natsumi slips and reveals she feeds off of energy when Usagi offered her lunch, but Usagi pays her no mind afterwards. Ao lurks behind in the trees, despite Usagi, but he lies to An when he claims he was admiring the cherry blossoms. The two invaders set their plan in motion, at first attacking Naru, Umino, and then Miss Haruna. As Usagi sits by their side in the hospital, the guardians stand on guard for another attack back at the park. Just then, an evil aura appears as the monster, Ale and An, unleashed and attacks the group. Sailor Moon returns to the park after Artemis claims Umino, Naru, and Miss Haruna's energy have been stolen. But the guardians have been captured and she too is attacked by the monster. They try to warn her about evading the monster's eyes, but it's too late. Sailor Moon's tiara is still malfunctioning and her brooch is smashed into pieces. Suddenly, a portal opens from under Sailor Moon when she reverts to human Usagi. Luna attempts to pull her back but is too sucked through the portal along with Usagi. Inside, the two aimlessly float with no way of escaping this plane. Luna tells her as long as she desires to be a normal girl, her tiara won't be of use to her. When Usagi cries for help, Queen Serenity arrives. She offers Usagi a new moon crystal and informs her that although the crystal won't work like before, she can still make use of it as long as she continues to fight to save her friends. However, when Usagi returns as Sailor Moon, she's unable to properly fight the monster. When she's attacked, the Moonlight Knight appears to save her. And then Queen Serenity arrives once more to offer Sailor Moon a new moon crystal stick to fight with. Sailor Moon is able to fight back once more and destroy the monster and save her friends.
Episode 52, The Targeted Kindergartners, Venus to the Rescue. Minako is late for school, but takes the time to scare away bigger kids who are bullying a small kindergarten girl. After she safely walks her to her bus stop, Minako also runs into Usagi, who is also routinely late for school. When they separate, Seijuro bumps into Usagi while she's forced to stand in a hallway for her tardiness. After Natsume reprimands him for flirting with Usagi, they devise a plan to steal energy from kindergartners. After school, Minako runs into the little girl again and intervenes when she's being bullied once more. The kids tease her about her belief in Sailor Moon. None of them think she's real, but Minako promises to join her show and tell the next day and prove to them she's real. The next day in the newspaper, the Guardians read about school children who were attacked. They all decide Usagi would best fit the job for infiltrating the school for clues since she's the only one who can transform and disguise herself. After the show and tell, Minako joins the kids on the bus ride home in place of their teacher. Then Usagi joins them as well disguised as a substitute teacher. On the ride home in a tunnel, the bus is attacked by a monster. As Sailor Moon struggles to fight the monster, Sailor Venus joins to defend the students, but her crescent beam attack doesn't even scratch the monster. Suddenly, Moonlight Knight appears and stops an attack on either Guardians. He tells them to draw inspiration from the children who are cheering them on and believe in themselves. After hearing their cheers, Sailor Venus unleashes a new unknown power called Crescent Beam Shower before Sailor Moon is able to finally destroy the monster with her Moon Princess Hellation. Episode 53, Mamoru and Osagi's Babysitting Mayhem. El and An devise a plan to steal life energy from toddlers. On the way home from school, Ami and Usagi witness a monster attack a daycare full of babies and drain them, including their mothers of energy. Mamoru is in the area as well and orders Ami to call an ambulance. At the hospital, a nurse tells Usagi, Ami, and Mamoru it will be another two weeks before the victims can be discharged. However, only one baby wasn't injured from the attack because his mother protected him. But since his father is working overseas and they have no family in Juban, no one can care for the baby while his mother recovers. Mamoru steps up and takes care of the baby in the meantime. Usagi also volunteers. Mamoru and Usagi initially bicker over how to take care of the baby and what he needs. When Mamoru orders Usagi to return home for the night, it upsets her thinking she and Mamoru aren't meant to be outside of their former royal personas. However, they eventually form a cohesive routine for them and the baby. The Sunday before the baby's mother returns from the hospital, Natsumi observes Usagi and Mamoru with the baby. Unaware of human procreation, she actually believes the baby is theirs. Just then, Mako, Minako, and Ami appear and tease the couple about being parents. Ami then informs Usagi about a meeting at the shrine, so Usagi excuses herself from Mamoru to attend. At the shrine, Rei conjures a vision of the monster in the tarot card it was summoned from. When Usagi leaves to return to Mamoru, Rei believes the monster is nearby and will attack again soon. Back at his apartment, Mamoru unknowingly allows Natsumi inside. She attempts to help with the baby, but he gets bad vibes from her and intentionally wets her with urine twice. As Natsumi leaves, Usagi walks in, taken back by her presence. Feeling betrayed by Mamoru, Usagi attempts to leave, but he pulls her back, demanding to know what's wrong. Suddenly, Usagi points to the baby, who is now standing for the first time. He even takes his first steps. Cheering for this momentous occasion, Neither realizes Ami has entered the apartment. She informs Usagi about Ray's prediction and they both leave again. At the daycare, Sailor Mars, Jupiter, and Venus attack the monster, but after their initial attack, the monster bubbles all of the babies and lifts them into the air as a shield. 
when Sailor Moon and Sailor Mercury arrive, they un they are unsure of how to attack. Then Moonlight Knight appears and attacks the monster, distracting it. Mercury is Mercury is furious by the monster's ploy and utilizes a new power called Bubble Spray Freeze. Now powerless and frozen, all the babies are lowered and the bubbles are popped. Sailor Mercury then urges Sailor Moon to finish the monster before the sun melts the ice. On their last day of babysitting duties, Usagi and Mamoru say goodbye, but not before the baby surprisingly speaks both their names. Episode 54, The School Festival is for me, Queen Ray Song. Ray is the director of her school's festival activities. Everyone's impressed by her hard work and initiative. She wrote all of the songs and will be performing them during the festival. Elle and On believe the festival is a great opportunity to steal tons of people's energy at once to restore their own life energy. Disguised as Sejuro and Natsume, they are suddenly roped into performing in the festival as aliens from outer space. However, one of the costume designers informs them it's all an act when they believe they've been caught. During Ray's performance, Elle unleashes a monster onto the crowd. Artemis warns the Guardians to avoid the mesmerizing dust it sprinkles over the crowd that puts them to sleep before stealing their energy. Ray hasn't had time to transform and is attacked first by the monster. Then, when the other Guardians attempt to defend her, they too become overpowered. Although weakened by the monster and warned by Artemis to stand down, Ray transforms to save her friends. Unfortunately, Sailor Mars's fire soul is ineffective against the monster. When it seems hopeless, Moonlight Knight emerges to fight the monster, insisting Sailor Mars continue to sing her song, but the monster destroys all of her hard work in the fight. Distraught by the destruction of her long, frustrating, and tiring nights creating her songs, Sailor Mars utilizes a new power, Fire Soul Bird, that penetrates through the monster's defenses, allowing Sailor Moon to finish it off and kill the monster completely. Suddenly, the crowd below have awakened once more and erupt in applause. Ray then continues singing her song as promised. Later, she's joined by her friends and peers by a bonfire to end the night's festivities. Episode 55, Isajiro, the Moonlight Knight, Mako on Fire. Ami arranges a meeting with Mako and Usagi before school starts to discuss the identity of the Moonlight Knight, but typical Usagi, she is late for school and forgets her lunch. Mako sees Umino adult over Naru with food and realizes she hasn't done that with someone she cares about in a long time. As Ami and Mako continue to miss Usagi as she searches for them as well, they observe Seijuro play the flute in front of a crowd of female peers. They all offer him their lunches, but Seijuro just wants to be left alone. Confused by their human food offerings, Mako takes the initiative and follows him to offer Seijuro her lunch. She believes it's a strong possibility Seijuro is the Moonlight Knight, although Ami is doubtful. As Seijuro reluctantly accepts Mako's offering, Natsumi confronts them. She's disappointed in Seijuro and warns Mako away from her quote-unquote brother, but Seijuro continues to speak to Mako as he walks her home. He asks her to explain the meaning behind offering food to people you care deeply about. She explains it's like a love offering, but Seijuro believes if you want something, you should just take it. Usagi finally catches up with Ami. She's disappointed when all of her food is gone and is running on E. But Ami informs her about Mako's plan to see if Seijuro is the Moonlight Knight. When Luna finally arrives with Usagi's lunch, she wolfs it down and then runs off to Mako's date. However, Natsumi beats them there and launches into a jealous rage as on against both Seijuro and Mako. Seijuro attempts to explain, but on won't hear him out. 
Sailor Moon arrives to defend Mako, but is intercepted by a transformed Ale. He unleashes Akarian on Sailor Moon, then Sailor Mercury and Jupiter when they enter the fray. When the monster overpowers all three of them, particularly Moon and Mercury, before attacking Jupiter, the real Moonlight Knight frees Jupiter. She then conjures a new power, Supreme Thunder Dragon, onto the monster. On and Ale flee when Sailor Venus and Mars arrive and then attack before Sailor Moon can finish off the monster. Later that evening, back at their apartment, Ale offers food to An as a sign of love. An accepts and forgives Ale, but they're both unsure of how to eat the human food. Episode 56, Steal a Kiss from Mamoru, An's Project Snow White. Luna finds Usagi asleep while sitting over a copy of Snow White. She's on the page where the prince kisses the sleeping Snow White to wake her up. Luna too daydreams about being kissed by a charming male cat when she accidentally wakes Usagi. An daydreams about kissing Mamoru while reading the same book. Elle complains over her lack of focus, but An is determined to steal a kiss from Mamoru one way or another. Rei calls a meeting to the Hakawa Shrine about an issue with Mamoru. Usagi arrives late, but the group is informed about a play he's directing, but has no actors for. His friends all dropped out at the last minute arguing over the roles. The girls agree to help him with filling out the cast, debating about who will play Snow White. The argument continues in front of Mamoru, while Natsumi comes up with a plan to draw straws for Snow White, the Evil Queen, and the dwarves. Usagi gets the queen, Natsumi gets Snow White, while the others get the dwarves. Natsumi later reveals she cheated to get her Snow White role in order to kiss Mamoru's prince in the play. Back at the apartment, An asks Ale to play the last dwarf missing from the cast. He downright refuses, wanting to play the prince instead. When he can't, he devises a plan to unleash a cardian on the crowd when the play starts. During rehearsals, Natsumi insists on repeating practicing her kissing scene with Mamoru, but it's never right. The girls are frustrated with Natsumi, but agree to not be angry with her since she has no friends or family in town. They also reveal to Usagi about knowing about her deception. When they all agree to just speak with her, they see her approach the Hikawa Shrine. They don't hear her prayer, but her devotion to the play allows the girls to leave her be and continue in their respective roles. When the play goes underway, Ale's monster immediately appears and starts destroying the set. Natsumi cries for the monster to stop, but is attacked since it doesn't acknowledge her in her human form. Mamoru runs after her in an attempt to save her, but they both fall unconscious after another attack by the monster. When it turns its attention onto the audience and draws energy from them, one by one, each Sailor Guardian appears, speaks a monologue about who they are, and attack the monster before ultimately destroying it. Episode 57, After School Trouble, Usagi is a Target. After defeating Ale and On's monster once more, the two aliens are feeling extremely weak from the lack of human energy. On a dash to school, Ami and Mako are surprisingly late alongside Usagi. They all make it just as the late bell rings. Wasaki's expecting to be chastised, but Miss Haruna allows her inside and starts school without incident. Miss Haruna's good mood ends when her date cancels on her. She releases her anger out on an inattentive Usagi and tired Natsumi. They both must remain after school and finish their work they didn't complete in class. Seijuro chastises Natsumi for nearly blowing their cover when she translated their assignment in their native alien language. He takes the initiative with gathering energy while she serves attention. Since Usagi can't come to their team meeting and Ami's at cram school, the other guardians decide to go to a movie. Ale sets a monster 
after Mamoru when he sees him to be rid of him so he can have Usagi all to himself, but the monster disobeys his orders. All over town, Ale chases after the monster who continues to attack random people and animals. While serving detention, Natsumi challenges Usagi to a race to finish their work. Whomever loses has to give up pursuing Mamoru. Usagi agrees, but Natsumi is too exhausted to truly compete. She attempts multiple times to steal Usagi's energy, but fails every time. Ami witnesses the monster attack two of her peers at her cram school and alerts the others. With the exception of Sailor Moon, they all confront the monster after it attacks Mrs. Haruna after her date calls her back again. But when Ale appears to regain control of the monster, they both flee, confusing the guardians. After Usagi offers Natsumi help with her exhaustion, Natsumi transforms into An and steals some of Usagi's energy. Suddenly, the monster crashes into the classroom and back out the window. Ale appears too and warns On about the rogue monster and they, blow f they both flee from the scene. Again, the guardians confront and attack the monster. When it's Sailor Moon's turn to finish it, she's too weak to attack. Then the Moonlight Knight appears when she's been attacked. After his defense, Sailor Moon finally finishes off the monster. When Usagi and Natsumi both return to class, they finish their assignment at the same time, calling the challenge a draw. Episode 58, Disconnecting Love, The Raging Makai Tree Over the weekend, Natsumi and Seijiro are determined to spend time with Mamoru and Usagi. However, their time is interrupted when the brother and sister spot the other with their love interest they lied about seeing. Then, at the Sailor Moon Festival show, the audience is attacked by a carnia monster that drained everyone's energy, including Naru and Umino. After it's reported, Naru and Umino are out sick, so were Natsumi and Seijiro. Worried about her well-being, Usagi brings Mako and Ami with her to check up on Natsumi. Natsumi doesn't take too kindly to the girls unexpectedly showing up to their apartment and is rude to them until they leave. Before they go, Usagi spies into a mysterious room she was warned against going into. After they leave, Seijuro feels an unfamiliar warming sensation in his heart after their visit. Usagi returns again the next morning to walk Natsumi to school. Again, she's resistant towards Usagi's affections and forces her to leave. Not before Usagi disobediently spies into the room again and is attacked. After she leaves, Natsumi and Seijuro spy a sapling growing from the dying Makai tree. They believe it's from Usagi since the energy they secured from the audience did nothing to revive the tree. At school, Mako knocks something off of Usagi's head. It's a sapling from when she was attacked. Luna and Artemis determine it's a piece from the Makai tree. The other guardians are now suspicious of Natsumi and Seijiro, but Usagi is still optimistic it's a misunderstanding. Usagi ventures to the sibling's apartment on her own. Although Luna warns her against it, she begins to heed her warning until she sees Mamoru with a bouquet of flowers. He claims, therefore, Natsumi as a thank you for helping him with his play. Usagi joins Mamoru to the apartment. This time, Natsumi is more welcoming towards Usagi with Mamoru with her. With Seijiro, when Seijiro guides Mamoru onto the balcony for a better view of the city, Natsumi lies to Usagi about what's in the room she's been curious about. Then, when the doors open, she shoves and traps Usagi inside. The monster inside attacks her, but the Makai tree shoves them both out of the room, destroying the apartment altogether. The other guardians are outside and witness the sudden destruction. 
After they transform and attempt to destroy the roots blocking their way inside, nothing happens. Below, they hear Usagi scream and see the entangled Makai tree around her. Episode 59, True Love Awakens, The Makai Tree's Secret. Rei relays to the other guardians the Makai tree is an intelligent creature that shouldn't be harmed or destroyed. The tree opens up and lures them inside to save Usagi, but it's a trap. Once inside, the tree spits acid at the guardians, hitting Luna. She's injured, but will survive. While on the bottom floor of the apartment building, they seek refuge in an elevator. The doors won't close, but Artemis directs them to the emergency shaft above them to escape through as the Makai tree attacks again. While An orders the Makai tree to drain Usagi of her energy, El orders it to do the same to Mamoru. The couple argue over why the other should be spared when the Guardians finally arrive to stop them. However, their powers are no match for An and El. After repeated attacks, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon. Shocked by the revelation, An uses this as justification while they should kill Usagi over Mamoru. But when Ale sees Sailor Moon's affection over his rival, he justifies Mamoru's death just the same. Hurt by their affection for one another, An repeatedly attacks Sailor Moon. After she revealed herself to also be Usagi and Mamoru witnessing An's attacks on her, he launches in front of her to protect Sailor Moon, although he's powerless. Ale doesn't join in An's jealous rage as she unleashes an arsenal of attacks on the pair but he starts to understand that love isn't something they can steal. When the Makai tree has had enough and attacks Ale, An jumps in the way to protect him as Mamoru did Sailor Moon, but this attack kills her within seconds. Just when the Makai tree is about to attack Ale, Sailor Moon screams for it to stop. Then the tree speaks as both Ale and Sailor Moon enter its consciousness. The Makai tree describes how it lived on an island on an empty planet. When it wanted someone to talk to, it conceived on and ails people. For some time, these people lived in love, harmony, and respect with the tree and themselves. But eventually, they grew selfish and greedy over the tree's energy. Soon, war broke out and killed many of its population. The Makai tree retreated from the planet with minimal survivors. Soon, the only two to survive were on and ail. The couple had survived off of their wits and theft after the tree purposefully made itself wilt and decay. The tree attempted to show them what it truly needed to survive, but they didn't understand since they were never shown love. Now they both know what love truly means. Afterwards, Sailor Moon revives the tree, and the tree also revives On. The couple agreed to leave with the Makai sampling the tree was reborn as and leave Earth alone. While Mamoru, Mamoru remains unconscious, the Moonlight Knight reveals himself. He finally informs Ilamun he's a projection of Mamoru's forever love and protection over her, regardless of his memories, or lack thereof. But now he will rejoin him and restore his memories. Episode 60, Angel or Devil, the Mysterious Girl from the Sky A new enemy invaded Juban in search of someone called the Rapid and the Silver Crystal. While out on a lake enjoying their first real date, Usagi and Mamoru's kiss is interrupted by a little girl who dropped out of the sky. This little girl threatened to harm Usagi if she doesn't disclose where the silver crystal is. Usagi doesn't know and is shot with a toy gun by the mysterious child before she flees. Upon her return home, Usagi sees the girl again after she accuses Shingo of destroying her home. The girl has manipulated everyone into thinking they're related and will be staying with them. After this mysterious group failed to retrieve the silver crystal or the rabbit, the wise man wizard appears to warn them about the silver crystal's continued existence if they don't find it and destroy it. 
After Rei fails to detect an evil aura from this girl harassing Usagi, they're all poisoned with the exception of Usagi by the girl who disguised herself as Rei's grandfather. Usagi confronts her with a spanking, forcing her to tell her who she is and why she's looking for the silver crystal. The girl wails from the pain so much a moon symbol appears on her forehead. She also unleashes an aura recognizable by the invaders. One of them races to the Akawa Shrine and attacks the girl known as the Rabbit. Although she's still confused about what's happening, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon to save the Rabbit. Initially, Sailor Moon is overpowered by the invader Koan, one of the Spectre sisters, but then Tuxedo Mask intervenes to retrieve the Rabbit while Sailor Moon injures and then frightens Koan off. While in his arms, Tuxedo Mask has a vision of a crystal city as he gazes upon the Rabbit who's also snuggling in his arms similarly as she does with her own father. After her ordeal, Usagi agrees to look after the rabbit and learn more about her. Episode 61, Usagi Devastated, Mamoru Declares a Breakup Usagi has nicknamed the rabbit Chibi-Usa since they both can't be called Usagi. She also recruits Mamoru to help her find Chibi-Usa after she's gone missing. After hugging Chibi-Usa to comfort her, Mamoru has another vision. All, he's, all we see is a crystal city, but Mamoru understands what it's telling him. After he and Usagi bring Chibi-Usa home and he runs off before Usagi's father could question their relationship, Chibi-Usa hypnotizes the Tsukino family again with the exception of Usagi and Luna into believing she's a distant cousin. The next day, Mamoru has another vision and understands he must end his relationship with Usagi. During another chance meeting on the street, Mamoru abruptly ends their relationship by saying he no longer has feelings for Usagi. Her friends try to comfort her, but it's no use. They say Mamoru does truly love her, but when Usagi confronts him at his apartment about it, he doesn't reveal anything other than the fact he no longer wants to be with her, and he shouldn't be held hostage by their past lives to a girl he doesn't like. Saddened by his cruelty and harsh words, Usagi cries in a phone booth outside of his apartment. Elsewhere, the Spectre sister Berthier and their leader Rubius plan another attack to destroy President Jubon Tokyo, known in the future as Crystal, si to Crystal Tokyo. Berthier uses dark magic through a newly renovated beauty supply store that will poison young women. Usagi is attracted by one of the store's flyers. When she visits the store, she's offended by the clerk's urgency to use the beauty project products to regain Mamoru's attention. Usagi shouts at the clerk for her superficial advice. When she attempts to leave and the customers clear out of the store, the clerk transforms into a monster. Luna arrives as well to distract the monster while Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon. When the two become overwhelmed by the monster, Tuxedo Mask arrives to provide another distraction before Sailor Moon finishes her. When they're alone and before Tuxedo Mask can flee, Sailor Moon assumes his feelings for her are still there since he came to rescue her, but he insists Protecting her as Sailor Moon and his feelings for Usagi are two different matters. When she begs for an answer about why he doesn't want to be with her anymore, he tells her it's because he doesn't like weak women. After he flees and whispers another apology to Usagi to himself, she vows to become stronger for him. Just to add my two cents right here, uh, this episode was very heartbreaking for me. I had to pause it a few times to get myself together. Usagi's emotions of betrayal and sadness after Mamoru cruelly ended things with her was too much for me. But Usagi handled it very well compared to when she whines about pretty much anything else any other time when it's traumatic or frightening ha that happens to her. 
I think this dynamic was created to intentionally break them apart, partly because Mamoru is too old for Usagi, at least in the anime uh, he is. In the manga, he's not. Uh, in the anime, he's in college with his own place. She's not even in high school yet. She still has a lot of growing to do as herself and as Sailor Moon. And based on how he ended things with her, so does Mamoru. Episode 62, A Guardian's Friendship, Goodbye Ami. Ami invites Chibi Usa out for ice cream at a new shop that opened up. Chibi Usa believes Ami may have the silver crystal since she's much more responsible than Usagi. Back at the Yakawa Shrine, Rei relays to the others Ami has been asked to come to Germany to study medicine. They don't want her to go, but agree it's for the best in order for her to achieve her dream of becoming a doctor. They also agree to throw her a farewell party. Chibi Uso waits outside Ami's cram school when she's finished to ask her if she can stay with Ami for a while. She claims it's because she can't study with Usagi around, but it's really to search for the silver crystal. Ami knows Chibi Uso isn't really related to Usagi, but offers her home to Chibi Uso when she travels to Germany. The girls hear from Ami that she doesn't really want a farewell party because it would make her decision to leave more difficult, so they all agree to see her off at the airport instead. Artemis goes missing after inspecting the new ice cream place. Luna joins Minako when she inspects the ice cream place as well. After waiting for Minako, the Guardians' watches and wands alert them she's in trouble. Contemplating what to do, Mamoru appears to offer to give Ami her gift at the airport while they fight. At the airport, Chibi Usa makes snarky comments about the Guardians' friendship. Ami knows they would have been there if they could, but when she sees the gift of her watch and matching wand and one look at Mamoru, she knew they were in trouble and needed her. Sailor Mercury arrives just in time and uses her new power, Shine Aqua Illusion, on the monster before Sailor Moon finishes it off. The Guardians are surprised at Sailor Moon's sudden appearance and wonder if she'll regret not going to Germany. But she tells them as long as she continues her studies, she can learn everything she needs to here. Episode 63, Women Must Be Strong and Beautiful, Ray's New Special Technique Ray's grandfather resides as priest at the Hikawa Shrine to teach protection aesthetics, a combination of defense and aerobatics with Yuichiro in an attempt to lure more teenage girls and young women. Rubius delegates Koan to imbue the ring at Hikawa Shrine with dark magic. She also manipulated Rei's grandfather to make her an instructor over Yurichiro. The elderly man agrees much to Rei and Yurichiro's disappointment. The old man tries to interfere and put a stop to the increase in aggressiveness as the girls are fighting against one another, including Koan's fighter whose attacks caused said aggression. When he's attacked, Rei jumps in to save him. After Rei's repeatedly attacked, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon to stop them. When the fighter transforms into a monster and lunges an attack on Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask interferes to defend her. He then orders Sailor Moon to finish the monster, which she easily does. But Koan isn't finished with her and launches her own attacks on Sailor Moon. Angered by Koan's deception and attacks on her grandfather, she also transforms into Sailor Mars to fight off Khan herself. Initially, Koan overpowers Sailor Moon, Sailor Mars, not Sailor Moon. But the Guardian challenge channels her new technique, Burning Mandala, ultimately defeating Koan. Episode 64, In Search of the Silver Crystal, Chibi Usa's Secret Rubius enacts a plan to lure out the rabbit with intense thunder and lightning they know she's afraid of. After Usagi races home out of the storm, Luna reminds her Chibi Usa is still at school because of her swimming lessons and needs someone to get her. 
Usagi reluctantly agrees to pick her up, but when she arrives, Chibi Usa's already gone. Chibi Usa presses a button on her magical ball that alerts someone on the other end. She cries for her parents, but is warned she can't return home until she retrieves the silver crystal. However, the storm becomes too much for the little girl and she uses her moon necklace to return home. But it malfunctions, injuring Chibi Usa, causing her to exert her energy beam for everyone to see and eliminates gravity in the surrounding area. Spectra's sister, Pets, volunteers to capture the rabbit with her monster that exudes electric energy. The monster follows the trail left by Chibi Usa's beam and attacks her. Usagi also finds her beam after bumming into Mamoru again. He agrees to help her, but only for Chibi Usa's sake. They arrived at a restaurant where the other guardians happen to also be to escape the rain, but they're also attacked by the monster and floating. Sailor Moon arrives, but can't do much from the lack of gravity or defend against the electrical attacks. Tuxedo Mask interferes shortly thereafter to distract the monster long enough for Sailor Moon to attack and finish off the monster. When gravity has returned, Sailor Moon and the girls try to pacify Chibi Usa's fears so she can tell them where she came from and who her parents are. As she contemplates what to say, Tuxedo Mask orders them to leave her two secrets. Chibi Usa embraces him and he walks her home. Episode 65, Dispute Over Love, Minako and Makoto's Conflict The Sailor Guardians are supposed to be meeting in the park, but Ami had to study for cram school and Rei had to work at the shrine. Only Mako showed alongside Minako, but Usagi was running later than usual. Mako and Minako argue over each other's perspective and attitudes towards love when they observe the couples in the park, but they stop and intervene when they spot Chibi Usa being bullied by boys from her school. Usagi finally arrives in time to hear Chibi Usa speak about her love for Mamoru and she'll marry him when she's older. As Usagi and Chibi Usa argue over Mamoru, Minako and Mako continue their fight over their past boyfriends they can't seem to get over. Rubis assigns Calaveras to a jeweler where young girls go to wish on gems for love. The gems will actually make them hate the boys instead. Initially, Calaveras rejected the assignment, but she had a change of heart when Pets accepted the job. Not to be outdone by her older sister, Calaveras races to the jeweler with her droid monster. Usagi, Mako, Minako, and Chibi Usa spot the jeweler and are immediately taken by the, by the gems and what they can achieve according to the wish granted upon them. Usagi ch chugs charm juice to regain Mamoru's affections. She thought it worked when he suddenly appeared at the shop, but Chibi Usa was the one who brought him in. He insisted on leaving for errands when he saw Usagi. Chibi Usa chastises Usagi for scaring him away. As they argue once more, Mako and Minako apologize to one another about insulting each other earlier and hope they both find greater love than the boys before. Pets has had enough love talk and wants to be done with these girls once and for all. When Pets and Calaveras reveal themselves in the Joy Monster, they fully attack the girls. Minako manages to release a fire extinguisher for cover while Usagi hides Chibi Usa away in a broom closet. Mako and Minako transform into their respective guardians and defend against the Spectre sisters, but it isn't enough against their droid monster who has them entangled and captured. Unbeknownst to them, Sailor Mercury and Mars were in the area before the attack and arrived to help. When they cut them down, Sailor Jupiter utilizes a sparkling wide pressure in Sailor Venus' love me chain. Unfortunately, after pets and Calaveras flee, they all become captured by the droid. 
Finally, Sailor Moon appears and finishes the droid before any further attacks on her. Episode 66, Usagi's Parental Love, The Curry Romance Triangle The Tsukinos have to cancel attending Chibi Usa's school curry party the next day because of a certain emergency. However, they delegate the task to Usagi, who initially accepts until Chibi Usa insults her. But after seeing Chibi Usa struggle with making the curry herself, Usagi agrees once more. She even suggests they ask Mamaru for help. Their sudden appearance at his apartment offends Mamaru, but when Usagi claims they need him to help Chibi Usa, he takes off work and agrees to help. However, neither he nor Usagi know how to make curry. Usagi recruits her friends to help with the prep work before she goes grocery shopping. Rubius assigns pets with spreading dark power at the Jubon market, but Calaveras insists on tagging alone. Along with their joy, they use a mysterious fruit to hypnotize shoppers into spreading a dark power by touching all of the food. As they walk to the store together, Chibi Usa gets this warm, happy feeling holding Usagi and Mamoru's hands. It reminds her of her time with her mom and dad in the future. They don't openly admit it, but Usagi and Mamoru strangely feel the same way. However, once they arrive at the store, all of the food is spoiled. Mamoru insists they leave to find the ingredients elsewhere, leaving Usagi behind. Before she can follow, Luna informs her about something strange happening in the store with all of the food. When Mamoru and Chibi Usa find another food vendor, they're unsure of what to buy. That's when Rei arrives with her own food. When Rei says she knows how to make curry, Chibi Usa asks her to come to her school's curry party instead of Usagi. Reluctantly, Rei agrees, but when they head back home, Chibi Usa has a change of heart. When they all head back to the Juban market, Rei senses an evil aura from within and charges inside. After observing all of the spoiled food and the droid infecting shoppers, Usagi transforms into Sailor Moon. Sailor Mars arrives shortly after. When the droid attacks Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask interferes and fights the droid himself. When Pets and Calaveras attempt to interfere as well, Sailor Mars uses Burning Mandala on them to no effect. But as they're about to attack Moon and Mars, the other guardians appear to defend. When Tuxedo Mask has the droid cornered, he orders Sailor Moon to finish it. Afterwards, the Spectre Sisters retreat. Back at Mamoru's apartment, Usagi manages to successfully complete the curry recipe as she, Mamoru, and Chibi Usa all enjoy dinner together. Episode 67, The Beach, The Island, and A Vacation. The Guardians Break. Usagi, Mako, and Minako travel to the Hakawa Shrine to visit Rei, but Chibi Usa is there instead. Chibi Usa claims Rei left for spiritual training on a private remote island. The girls take this as a chance to take a vacation and crash Ray's spiritual training. Ami, Luna, and Artemis join them on the island as well. All is well and fun until Ray scolds Chibi Usa for being picky about eating fish for lunch. The group lose track of Chibi Usa when the tide takes her away from the shoreline. Chibi Usa is rescued from sharks by a dinosaur she previously saw from the beach. She nicknames the dinosaur Giraffe because of his long neck as they become quick friends. The group search for Chibi Usa via boat. They circle another island occupied by a volcano, but don't search it on foot when they see smoke, assuming it's just volcanic ash and not a sign from Chibi Usa. At nightfall, Giraffe's mother returns to retrieve him from the island, but Chibi Usa cries to stay with her. Giraffe races back to his friend alongside his mother, who shoves them further into the rocks away from the falling debris. As the volcano suddenly erupts, the debris grows into boulders, crashing down on the mother, giraffe, and Chibi Usa. 
Further out, Rei envisions Chibi Usa in the smoke from the volcano and warns the girls she's on the island. After they transform, Rei rescues Chibi Usa while Sailor Mercury, Jupiter, and Venus combine their powers to hold the lava back from killing anyone. Meanwhile, Sailor Moon's able to remove the boulders, blocking the mother and giraffe's pathway to the water before the lava breaks free once more. When everyone is safe, Chibi-Usa waves goodbye to Giraffe and his mother, praying he never leaves his mother's side again like she had to. Episode 68, Protect Chibi-Usa, Clash of the Ten Warriors Usaki chastises Chibi-Usa for wetting her bed. Luna claims Chibi-Usa must have snuck in in the middle of the night for comfort and accidentally wet herself. To escape her teasing, Chibi-Usa runs off and cries to go home. She again attempts to use her teleportation key to return home, but it doesn't work. After she's felt once more and the loneliness and fear gets to her, Chibi-Usa releases another intense energy beam that alerts her enemies. Koan and Bertha discover her first, but her magic ball named Pooh and Luna help her escape from their clutches. Usagi discovers Chibi-Usa and eavesdrops on her call with Pooh. The person on the other end sways Chibi-Usa to stay the course and trusts in the Sailor Guardians there to protect her, specifically Sailor Moon. When Chibi-Usa is discovered once again by Koan, Sailor Moon reveals herself to protect Chibi-Usa. However, the rest of the Spectre sisters introduce themselves and say that they're from the 10th planet, the Dark Moon. When the other Sailor Guardians arrive as backup, a battle royale ensues between the two groups. Ruby's joins to directly attack and kill Chibi-Usa. He also informs Sailor Moon his mission is to kill her to destroy the Crystal City and their shared timeline with Chibi-Usa. Sailor Moon's willing to lay her life on the line to protect Chibi-Usa, even when she becomes overpowered by Rubius. Tuxedo Mask interjects to protect them both in time for Sailor Moon to use Hellation, but Rubius and the Spectre Sisters retreat before she can run before she can finish them off. Elsewhere, Wiseman predicts the end of Queen Serenity sooner than later in the fall of Crystal City. We're now at the halfway mark, everyone. Let's take a breather, have a stretch. A nice chug of water while we hear another word from our sponsors. Recently, I received some wonderful news. Ready? I found, or I should say they found me, an investor to assist in publishing physical copies of my book series. <laughs> Yay me! <laughs> As some of you may or may not know, I am also an urban fantasy writer. Under the same name, K.S. Garner, I have published two books from my Unholy trilogy, Unholy and Unbroken. For some time, I've been debating about purchasing author copies because I didn't think people would be interested, but I heard hand-to-hand sales are more profitable for self-published authors, so I went for it. Well, that time has come, and I've taken the leap to promote pre-orders. But then, another dilemma occurred. How is I going to pay for this bulk order? Yes, I set up pre-orders, but I will need to pay the difference between the pre-orders and the extra copies I'll need to work as a vendor for future festivals and local events. Enter my investor. This is a dream that I have been manifesting since I believe December 31st, 2015, New Year's Eve, 2015. That was six years ago for six years. And it's finally coming true. In my rambled roundabout way, what I'm saying is don't give up. Pursuing an entrepreneurial lifestyle is extremely complicated and frustrating, but it's also rewarding. Don't cheat the process. Although the lows can be heartbreaking and catastrophic, the highs are equally euphoric and exhilarating. However, if you think this lifestyle, the constant commitments, 
the readjustments and frankly, the money pit you're now deep diving into is too big of a change and a risk for you, please consider BetterHelp as an option to talk about it. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating within 48 hours. However, it's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. This is professional therapy done securely online. The service is available for clients worldwide with a broad range of expertise in BetterHelp's 20,000-plus therapist network, which may not be locally available in many areas. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your therapist. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change therapists if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline therapy and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit BetterHelp.com slash That's BetterHelp. Enjoying the over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Special offer for Solo Nerdbird listeners. Get 10% off their first month at BetterHelp.com slash Solo Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring today's episode. Please remember, help is available to you for you when you're ready to receive it. Now, let's get back to the show. Episode 69, Awaken the Sleeping Beauty, Mamaru's Distress. Usagi reads Chibi Usa a bedtime story about a prince and princess sharing a loving kiss. Chibi Usa claims she doesn't like those stories since she's heard them multiple times, but Usagi reads them to comfort her after her previous ordeal with the Spectre sisters. The next morning, Usagi bumps into Mamaru on a morning run. He's been having recurring nightmares about an ominous warning to him about his relationship with Usagi. If he continues to date her, she will die. Mamaru's determined to figure out if the warning is true or not, but must keep his distance from Usagi in the meantime. While out with Matoki, Mamaru seeks advice about how to keep girls away from him. Then, an attractive waitress approaches him and Mamaru has his answer. When Usagi's having ice cream with her friends, they all see Mamaru on his motorcycle with that same waitress. When Usagi questions him about her, he orders her to mind her business and tells the waitress Usagi is just a friend. Later that night, Usagi eats her feelings and cries over Mamaru's new girlfriend. Chibi Usa overhears about this and wanders outside to Mamaru's apartment, but when she's almost hit by a bus, she exerts a beam of energy that attracts the Spectre sisters. Pets in Calaveras attack Chibi Usa and nearly kill her when Sailor Moon and Luna arrive to rescue her. Then the sisters unleash their droid monster that puts Sailor Moon to sleep. When the other Sailor Guardians arrive, Pets and Calaveras flee but leave their droid. The droid warns them Sailor Moon will continue to sleep and be drained of her energy unless awakened, but none of them know how. When Luna hears Sailor Moon moan Mamaru's name, she suddenly runs off without warning to Mamaru's apartment. There, she warns him if he doesn't come to save Sailor Moon, she'll die. Tuxedo Mask arrives, but is unsure of what to do. Desperate for her to wake up, he kisses her. This does the trick, but even after he saves her and she defeats the droid, Tuxedo Mask continues to deny his love for Sailor Moon. He claims the red string of fate that tethered them together was now ripped into shreds. Elsewhere, Mamaru cries from his constant deception towards Usagi. Later, Usagi learns the waitress on the back of Mamaru's bike is actually Matoki's little sister. Episode 70, Battle of the Flames of Love, Mars vs. Kawan. 
Rubius is chastised for his and the Spectre Sisters' related failures to capture the rabbit. The wise man foresees a shining at the Hikawa Shrine again since it's a crystal point in Crystal Tokyo. Rubius delegates the task to Koan, but the wise man warns him misfortune will fall upon her if Rubius uses Koan. Rubius isn't concerned since Koan is just a pawn to him. While out shopping, Yurichiro bumps into a woman and drops all over his bags. He profusely apologizes to her, but she won't hear any of it. Yurichiro recognizes her from Grandpa Hino's aerobatic class and so does she with him, but Ray doesn't. When Koan returns, Rubius attacks her with finding and killing a rabbit at the Akawa Shrine. He insists she must complete this order to make up from her previous ones. Rubius speaks sweetly with Koan, but is cold and distant, particularly after he smashes a cologne she purchased for him while shopping. At the shrine, Usagi is returning Ray's manga before she meets with Mako and Minako while Ami's at cram school. Before she leaves, Koan is in disguise as a beauty saleswoman. She fails to sell Ray and Usagi cosmetics, but they all exchange dating advice about men. Koan believes as long as you're beautiful and you receive attention from the man you love, it doesn't matter how he treats you. But Ray counters with trust and actions say more about a relationship than words ever could. As Usagi's leaving, Chibi Uso appears to read to read Ray's manga as well. But the second Usagi disappears on the street, Koan immediately confronts and attacks Chibi Uso. Yuichiro is the first to spot her and attacks Koan. Then, Rei appears after hearing all of the noise. She and Yurichiro do what they can to defend against Koan, but she overwhelms them to the point where Yurichiro uses his body as a human shield to protect Rei. Once unconscious, Rei transforms into Sailor Mars. Koan doesn't understand why he would do that instead of save himself, nor when Mars does the same for him so Koan can't hurt him again while he's down. Mars claims even though she can be mean to Yurichiro and he can be a klutz at times, he's sweet, kind, and sincere. Forgoing her attacks on Mars, Koan refocuses on Chibi Usa, but Tuxedo Mask interferes to save her. Ray forces Koan's attention on her, but again, as she goes to attack her, Rubius actually appears to stop her. Since she's failed to kill the rabbit again, he has no use for her anymore. He gives her a time bomb that will detonate when she activates it. Ray yells for her to get rid of it, but it's actually Sailor Venus who whips it away and then Sailor Jupiter who detonates it in the sky. The other Sailor Guardians warn Koan not to flee, but she informs them she has nowhere to go now and blames them for it. As Koan flies into a blind rage and attacks the Guardians, Mars pleads with them to stop, even jumping in front of Jupiter's kick at Koan to protect her. Mars pleads with Sailor Moon to transform Koan into a normal woman so she can have a new life. Mars tells Koan her life isn't over. Now she can make up for her misdeeds and everything she's missed out on a little at a time. Sometime later, a wounded Yurichiro and Rei greet a newly refreshed and happy Koan at the shrine as a beauty supply saleswoman once again. Episode 71 For Friendship, Ami vs. Berthia Ami plays chess against Usagi, but after she loses to Ami, Usagi plays against Chibi Usa, losing once again. Mako and Usagi join Ami as she goes to train for the chess tournament in the newly built chess tower. Rubius has discovered another crystal point and Berthia volunteers to fill it with dark power. The pressure is on Berthia to succeed after Koan's failure and subsequent betrayal by willingly becoming human. At the chess tower, Berthia rudely interrupts Ami, Mako, and Usaki's conversation about competing for fun instead of concerning themselves about winning or losing. Ami meets with an old mentor and plays him in chess as well at the tower. She pauses the game to follow a suspicious woman in the building after close. 
It's Berthia who fills the competition hall with dark power until Ami stops her. After Berthia's repeated attacks against her, Ami is forced to transform into Sailor Mercury in front of her, revealing her identity. Mercury dispels Berthia's magic, followed by Jupiter and Sailor Moon. After Berthia flees, Ami voices her concerns about her true identity being revealed. Berthia returns home with scratches and bruises. Pets and Calaveras tease her about them and question if she can complete her mission since she volunteered for it. Birthday claims she can and vows to do so without their help. Back at the chess tower, in time for the competition, Ami tears to her opponents until it's down to her and Birthday once again. Birthday insists they play with her chess pieces and Ami agrees. After Ami easily wins their match, Birthday announces they're not finished and freezes the security cameras. The Sailor Guardians race to Ami but are immediately captured in an ice bubble by Birthia. Mercury must play through in order to save them, but with every piece she loses, ice will freeze over her body. Berthia gives her the opportunity to forfeit and save herself, but Mercury downright refuses. She tells Berthia her friends mean more to her than anything else in the world and she's willing to die for them. Pets and Calaveras appear to finish Berthia's assignment and take credit for it. Suddenly, Tuxedo Mask appears and breaks one of the chess pieces. This breaks the spell all the Guardians were under. After, she do after doing so, Pets and Calaveras abandon Berthia and suggest she kill herself for failing her mission. Berthia takes their advice, crying about how people are born alone and will die alone. Nothing matters and everyone should laugh and shame her like her own sisters have. Just as she's about to die, Koan pleads with Berthia to, to live. That being human isn't so bad. That people aren't as cold and unloving like they have experienced with their sisters and Rubius. Berthia takes Koan's declaration to heart before Sailor Moon refreshes her into a human woman. Episode 72, Rubius the Heartless, the Tragic Sisters. Rubius is warned by wise men he must destroy the rabbit and the sailor guardians if he wants to claim the glory and destroy the future Crystal City. Calaveras is ordered by Rubius to destroy the rabbit, the sailor guardians, and her treacherous sisters. He even offers her a powerful scepter to enhance her dark magic. But if she fails, Rubius wants her to never return. Koan and Berthia are kidnapped by Calaveras. When the girls order Chibi Usa to stay hidden, she finally discovers they're the sailor guardians and Uzaki is sailor moon. Pest attempts to get her hands on Calaveras' dark scepter after watching its immense power, but Calaveras insists on keeping it. Kawan and Bertha also attempt to sway the sisters to stop trying to destroy Crystal City and listening to Rubius, who will betray them the first chance he gets. When the Sailor Guardians arrive and attempt to take the scepter from Calaveras, she swiftly evades their attempts and attacks on her as her power has grown ten times stronger than before. Now it's her turn, and Calaveras repeatedly attacks the Guardians with the scepter. Cohen and Berthia plead with Pets to stop Calaveras, but she won't hear a word of it. Pets suggests Calaveras now kill their sisters since they're of no use anymore, but Calaveras takes this opportunity to kill all three of them. When the Guardians realize the three sisters are still alive after the attack, Mercury obscures Calaveras' vision, while Venus snatches the scepter from her, and then Jupiter shocks her with lightning. Rubius then appears and informs his sisters they've completed their usefulness to him. Since they're all gathered in one place, he'll kill them all himself along with the sisters with the scepter. By reversing its dark power exertion to power sucking, Rubius opened a new dimension that will pull everyone in if the scepter isn't destroyed. Calaveras attempted to, but was nearly yanked in by its power if her sisters didn't save her in time. Tuxedo Mask appears to inform the Guardians they must combine their powers together in order to destroy the scepter. Artemis adds they must jump in the portal and quickly destroy it from within or they'll be gone forever in another dimension. 
After they all jump in and combine their star power, the Guardians are able to destroy the Dark Scepter. Cohen also requests Sailor Moon to please transform pets in Calaveras to humans so they can all be together. Episode 73, a UFO appears, the Sailor Guardians abducted. Rubius has been dismissed from his mission after several failures to kill a rabbit, reclaim the Silver Crystal, and to fill crystal points with dark energy. However, when Wiseman predicts the rabbit's next sighting, Rubius plans to redeem himself by completing his mission once and for all. Usagi rushes home to change her clothes in order to catch up with her friends at the Hikawa Shrine. When she leaves, Chibi Uso recalls the moment she discovered Usagi's and the other's true identities. During their meeting at the shrine, the girls discovered the UFO sightings. They all agree to keep an eye on Chibi Usa since whatever is invading the city is after her. Back home, Chibi Usa makes her favorite hotcakes with Usagi's mom. Before Usagi returns home, Chibi Usa contemplates leaving her brooch and silver crystal alone and trusting Usagi with it. But when Usagi comes home and declines her mom's food, Chibi Usa decides Chi Chibi Usa decides Usagi is unworthy, selfish, and ungrateful towards her mother while Chibi Usa is fighting to keep hers. Usagi alerts the others, Chibi Usa stole her brooch, and they must find her before the enemy does. When Chibi Usa tries to return to the future with the silver crystal, her port key malfunctions, alerting Rubius of her location. Before he can attack her, the Sailor Guardians defend Chibi Usa and run away from her. Chibi Usa reveals she knows their true identities and expects them to scold her like Usagi, that she hates her and is a terrible friend. But they all reject that idea, praising Usagi for her loyalty to her friends and her firm personality even under all the pressure she's facing. Chibi Usa doesn't believe any of them and runs off. Mamoru finds her sleeping outside of his apartment and brings her in for food and rest. But when Usagi turns up looking for her, Chibi Usa flees again. She tries her porky once more, again to no avail, and alerting Rubius of her location. Again, Sailor Guardians arrive to save Chibi Usa, but Rubius uses his UFO to capture Chibi Usa and the Guardians. But even with their planet power, the Guardians were not able to escape except for Chibi Usa with Tuxedo Mask's help. When Usagi arrives, she's too late. The Guardians had been abducted by Rubius. Usagi cries for her friends and even attempts to hit Chibi Usa for her theft and misbehaving, but is stopped by Tuxedo Mask. Episode 74 Defeat Rubius A Battle in Space. Usagi blames Chibi Usa for her friend's capture. Rubius announces Sailor Moon has three hours to return to this very spot with the rabbit and a silver crystal if she wants her friends back. Mamoru talks with Chibi Usa on the rooftop about who she is and what happened in the future that forced her to the present, but Chibi Usa doesn't remember anything other than the Dark Moon Clan just appearing one day. Esmeralda reappears to tease Rubius about his festering, but he's steadfast on making Sailor Moon stew in her desperation while he has the Sailor Guardians paralyzed on crystallized crook's faces. Usagi declares she's willing to sacrifice the Silver Crystal and Chibi Usa to Rubius in order to get her friends back. Luna and Artemis are shocked by her words, but Usagi doesn't mean any of it. When left alone with only 30 minutes remaining, Usagi settles on a plan to surrender to Rubius without the other's knowledge. But when they discover her gone, Chibi Usa assumes her plans and speeds off after her, ahead of Mamoru, Artemis, and Luna. Sailor Moon and Chibi Usa are captured by Rubius, with no assistance from or contact with Mamoru, Luna, or Artemis. Sailor Moon improvises and passes Chibi Usa off as her cousin to distract Rubius from attacking her immediately, but then he turns all of his attentions onto the former. While Sailor Moon is constantly attacked by Rubius, Chibi Usa tries to rescue the Guardians to no avail. She then reveals herself as the rabbit after she was electrocuted by Rubius' force field. 
Sailor Moon's first attempt at moon healing escalation failed under Rubius's enhanced dark power. He's able to manipulate the forces of nature either by increasing or removing gravity. He then curses he then crushes Sailor Moon under an unbearable force no human should be able to withstand. But if Chibi Usa is willing to fight, so will she. This time her moon healing escalation works as she battles against Rubius. Chibi Usa finds Rubius's dark power enhancer and attempts to remove it. Although she's shocked multiple times with but with the help from Sailor Moon, Chibi Usa is able to remove and shatter the enhancer, also freeing the guardians. With the Enhancer destroyed, Rubius announces the ship is unstable and will blow any second. Mercury insists a long shot of teleportation. It's risky since Sailor Moon has depleted all of her energy with the addition of Chibi Usa, but Mercury insists they can do it if they put all of their heart and heads together to concentrate. When they successfully escape, Rubius is left alone on the burning ship. Esmeralda returns to tease him about his failures one last time before she flees and the ship explodes. Esmeralda is now assigned his mission by the Prince of the Dark Moon Clan. Episode 75, The Mysterious New Guardian, Sailor Pluto, appears. Chibi Usa is unwell. The Guardians are frustrated about what to do since the Doctor doesn't even know how to help her. In the future, the Prince of the Black Moon Clan, Prince Damon, insists they destroy the Silver Crystal and the Rabbit if they want to maintain power over the malefic Dark Crystal. Esmeralda is prepared to follow orders, but the prince's brother, Saphir, questions the necessity of all of this if the malefic Dark Crystal is so powerful. Wiseman appears to reiterate Prince Daman's concerns if the Silver Crystal and the Rabbit remain. Back at the Tsukino home, Chibi Usa cries in her sleep about the Black Moon Clan chasing after her with the malefic Dark Crystal. She then cries for Pooh, her magic cat ball, but it's also a communication device to a person in the future. They introduce themselves as Sailor Pluto, the defender of the door to time and space. Sailor Moon informs the Guardian's small lady, aka Chibi Usa or Little Usagi, is being attacked in her dreams by someone in the Black Moon Clan with the Malefic Crystal. If this attack continues, small lady will die. The Guardians all agree to enter Chibi Usa's self-conscious in order to protect and defeat whatever is attacking her. Initially, Chibi Usa is resistant to the Guardian's help. She even blames them for the attack on the city and her mother. After Sailor Moon assures her they're all there to help her, Chibi Usa forces her to prove it and save her mother. Unfortunately, Sailor Moon can't just enter the palace because of a powerful dark force field surrounding it. The Guardians then focus all of their efforts on defeating this evil manifestation of the malefic Dark Crystal. It attacks and wounds all of the Guardians, but Sailor Moon finds her strength to return to her feet and fight. Then the evil presence slips, sp splits, sorry, splits a crack in the ground into a deep cavern that would have killed Chibi Usa had Sailor Moon not been there to save her. Chibi Usa insists she let go since she's done enough to protect her, but Sailor Moon refuses. She vows to always protect Chibi Usa and keep fighting for as long as Chibi Usa believes in her. This rejuvenates Sailor Moon's spirit, allowing her to unleash a powerful princess halation on the monster, finally killing it. Episode 76, Magic of Darkness, Esmeralda's Invasion Esmeralda has a plan to tap into negative, ne negative energy points in Tokyo and fill them with dark energy. Barriers will then surround them as the dark energy expands from nationwide and eventually the entire world. Now Chibi Usa's feeling much better, Usagi agrees to treat her, but then Mamoru appears and Usagi insists he take her for the day. 
Luna's confused as to why she didn't join them. Burusaki explains she's jealous of Chibi Usa and Mamoru's friendship, even though he claims he wants nothing to do with Usagi herself. When a new bakery opens up, all of the teenage girls in town clamor for a table to stuff their faces with delicious treats. Usagi goes overboard with eating her feelings about Mamoru and Chibi Usa. Esmeralda joins the crowd at the bakery, initially for the negative energy point, but she ends up stuffing her face as well. After disturbed stares from other patrons, Esmeralda finally returns to her task of filling the negative point with dark energy. Meanwhile, she tasks her monster, Marzipan, with getting rid of the patrons in the bakery. After Mamoru and Chibi Usa arrive to the bakery to join the others, Chibi Usa chastises the amount of plates the girls manage to eat through. While Chibi Usa and Usagi argue, Mamoru notices patrons being poisoned somehow by the treats they're eating. He wants the girls not to indulge further and then throws a plate at an employee who happens to be Marzipan. The girls transform and begin attacking Marzipan, but their attacks have no effect on her. She's too fast for them as she starts to freeze each guardian in frosting. Mercury warns each of them not to bump into each other or try to move, if they can, or they'll crumble into dust. After Tuxedo Mask appears and announces a riddle of how to defeat Marzipan, Mercury devises a plan to use water against Marzipan to dissolve her sugary attacks. When Sailor Moon is free, she finishes Marzipan off with her Princess Halation. When a negative energy points vessel shatters, Esmeralda spies in on the patrons. As she notices all of them are fine and Marzipan is gone, Tuxedo Mask alongside her guardians confront her. She introduces herself as a member of the Black Moon Clan, here to destroy present-day Tokyo before she finally flees. Episode 77, Shared Feelings, Usagi and Mamoru in Love Once Again Usagi is running late for school. Again. Once there, she bumps into Umino. After she's cleared of trouble, Naru demands her unfinished bracelet from Umino. Naru explains to Usagi the bracelets are like promise rings that you give to your sweetheart filled with well wishes about your relationship. Naru's explanation makes Usagi think about Mamoru again. Later, when Umino and Mako walk home with her, Usagi sees Mamoru and begs him to tell her what she did wrong so she can finally move on from him. But he mutters she did nothing wrong, but he did. Esmeralda is prepared to follow through on her orders to discover and fill the negative points in Tokyo with dark energy. She believes a gate from the Black Moon Kingdom will open soon, winning her praise and affection from Prince Demond. Ami and Mako insist Usagi go to the new bracelet braiding store where everyone's going to for their bracelets. There's even a class in the back where Usagi sees Naru and Umino again. After Usagi struggles with making her bracelet and the store closes, the teacher is revealed to be a droid implanted by Esmeralda. The droid relays her plan to fill the bracelets with dark energy, paralyzing everyone who wears them. At home, Usagi falls asleep trying to complete her bracelet. She then dreams of marrying Mamoru. But they're ripped apart as an ominous voice declares the world will end and she'll die if they stay together. Usagi then races to Mamoru's apartment for answers. Chibi Usa and Luna follow with her unfinished bracelet in hand. Mamoru initially refuses to listen to Usagi until she repeats her dream to him. When he affirms her suspicions he's had the same dream, Usagi knows Mamoru broke up with her for her own good. Usagi cries she doesn't care if she dies or the world ends if they're together. She wants to be with him forever. Mamoru fights against her argument and reluctantly kicks her out of his apartment. Back downstairs, Chibi Usa is electrified with dark energy from Usagi's bracelet. Luna manages to remove it as Usagi believes the braiding store is the source of Chibi Usa's attack. Soon, others including Naru and Umino at cram school are attacked as well. 
Although Sailor Moon made it to the store first, Mercury was the one who made the call to the other guardians. At the store, Sailor Moon discovers the droid attempting to fill the area with dark energy from the people wearing the jewelry. She manages to stop her, but is on her own fighting. Suddenly, Tuxedo Mask appears to take the droid on himself until Mercury arrives. The droid throws more electrifying rings at the defenders, but runs out and is outnumbered once Mars, Jupiter, and Venus arrive to stop her. Finally, Sailor Moon performs halation on the droid, dissipating it completely. Esmeralda immediately appears, cackling at the Guardian's efforts to stop her and the Black Moon Clan. She informs them a gate will open soon from their kingdom that will fill Earth with dark energy and there's nothing they can do to stop it. When all is said and done, Tuxedo Mask takes his leave. Before he goes, he informs Sailor Moon they can only be together as, fighting, as fighters, but nothing more. But as he flees, the others insist she fight for their relationship since they're sure he wants the same thing, and they're right. When Usagi chases after him, Mamoru is no longer reluctant to hold and kiss Usagi anymore that everything is now out in the open. Episode 78, Venus, Minako's Nurse Mayhem Tokyo has been hit by a flu epidemic, more drastically in the Jubon district. Minako has taken upon herself to take care of all of the guardians who've gotten sick. Mako tries to warn Rei about Minako's antics, but it's too late. After Minako arrives at the shrine, she immediately makes Rei's recovery worse. After Rei demands she leaves, Minako and Artemis are off to Usagi's house. The flu has been spread by Esmeralda and tablets full of dark energy passed off as medicine meant to fuel the dark hinge that will create and open the gate from the Black Moon Kingdom. Minako does more damage in the Tsukino home with Chibi Usa as her assistant. Minako insists on being by Usagi's side because Usagi's energy and love for her friends gives Minako strength and makes her happy. To allow the Tsukino family more productive rest, Minako and Chibi Usa agree to go to the hospital for more medication. There, Chibi Usa is attacked when she accidentally stumbles upon Esmeralda and her droid poisoning more tablets. Frightened by the two, Chibi Usa reveals herself as the rabbit. Venus arrives in time to stop their attack on her, but is outmatched by the droid on her own. Suddenly, Tuxedo Mask appears and interferes with their attacks on Venus. When Chibi Usa is safe, the rest of the Sailor Guardians arrive to defend a trapped Venus. Once Esmeralda is outnumbered herself, she flees, leaving her droid to finish the Guardians, but she's no match for them. Although Sailor Moon is still sick and drained of energy, Tuxedo Mask praises her strength to fight for love and justice. Her strong will is what he loves most about her. He praises a revitalized Sailor Moon as she finishes the droid with her halation. Esmeralda is furious with the Guardians as they run another one of her plans for the Black Moon Clan once again. Once the dark energy disappeared and everyone recovered from the fake flu, Minako and Artemis get the real flu, unfortunately. Usagi and Chibiusa take on the roles as nurse and caregiver like Minako did for her and the others. Episode 79, Artemis' Adventure, The Monster Animal Kingdom Artemis becomes the group's new punching bag because of how clumsy he is and how useless he can be at times. When our teasing becomes too much, particularly from Luna and Usagi, Artemis goes for a walk. He discovers a man luring and taking cats and dogs into his car. He follows the man to a local animal shelter near a park. That same shelter is where Esmeralda discovers the next negative energy point to place a dark hinge. Esmeralda enlists a droid in disguise as a veterinarian to walk the animals in the park. Families gather around the animals as they put on a show for the people, but it's a trap to harm them with dark energy stored within the animals. Initially, after Artemis witnessed the show, he thought he was mistaken about the animal's danger. Then Luna appeared. 
Minako and Usagi directed her to find Artemis after he was spotted at the animal shelter. Word, Luna found Artemis but didn't have the courage to explain why he was following her. When Artemis does witness the animal's attack on the families, he foolishly lunges at the droid on his own but doesn't make it far before the hypnotized animals blocked his path. Luna also enters the fray but is injured as well as she tries to defend Artemis. She yells for him to leave and not interfere because they're outnumbered and outmatched, but Artemis refuses to give up. At the entrance of the park, Usagi and Minako watch as hordes of people race out of the park in fear of something within. After they transform, they stop another attack on Artemis just in time. However, they're both unable to defend against the animals the droid unleashes on them. Just then, Mercury, Mars, and Jupiter arrive to stop them by scaring the animals and then isolating them away from the droid's influence and out of harm's way. But then, the Guardians get distracted, enabling the droid to hook them on magical leashes. Artemis returns to the fight and scratches the droid's face long enough for Sailor Moon to break free and perform Hullation. Esmeralda's dark hinge is broken once again, forcing her to regroup and start over at a new location. Episode 80, The Terrifying Illusion, Ami All Alone Esmeralda announces to Sapphire she's located another negative energy point at the cram school Ami attends. He believes she's not focused enough on the task of opening the dark gate, but she informs him she has everything under control. Esmeralda then creates a dark hinge and summons a droid to defend the school until the hinge is complete. All of the students inside have been negatively affected by the dark energy, except for Ami, who wasn't in attendance that night. However, the next day of school, Ami is falsely accused of cheating when it's announced she's at the top of her class again this semester. Students from the cram school begin to loudly mock and bully Ami for her homely looks and cheating accusations. A trio of boys, including Umino, attempt to physically assault her before Mako steps in and throws them back away from her. On their way home, Usagi and Mako assure Ami she earned her grades in her own right and they believe she would never cheat. Ami pretends to take it in stride, but they know she's hurting. After she goes her own way, Ami is openly mocked multiple times from other students. She then finds an alleyway and cries. Before she finally goes home, Ami recalls everyone who bullied her goes to the same cram school as her. She figures something is there that influenced their sudden attacks on her. When she arrives, Ami immediately detects an evil dark aura in the school. After she transforms, Mercury demands the droid come out and fight before she alerts the other guardians to join her. The droid initially unleashed clones upon Mercury, but she defeated each of them. Mercury notes she must defeat the original droid in order to dispel the dark magic, but the droid has other plans. It plans to wait until the other guardians arrive and will force Mercury to kill her own friends. Only Mars, Jupiter, and Venus arrive, and that will do for the droid. Once under the illusion, Mercury is made to believe her friends hate her and believe her to be a cheater like everyone else. They try to help her when they notice she's under distress, but all Mercury can hear and see are the Guardians bullying and try to attack her. Usagi arrives late to the school and notices the droid. As she transforms, Sailor Moon is dealt the same illusion attack by the droid. However, Sailor Moon is used to being bullied, so it doesn't work on her. The droid attacks Sailor Moon with her clones, but then Tuxedo, arrive, Tuxedo Mask arrives to fight them instead. Then the unaffected guardians leave from inside the cram school to explain to Sailor Moon what's happening and to give Mercury some space. Outside, Mercury appears to be in a daze and under the illusion no one can break. Sailor Moon tries to snap Mercury out of it, but is slapped for it by Mercury. She tells the others she's fine and trusts Mercury 
would never intentionally hurt any of them. When the droid moves in closer, urging Mercury to kill her friends, Mercury focuses her attention on the droid. All of the Guardians are bonded through trust, and that's what broke the spell over Mercury. After freezing, after freezing the magical antennas from the droid's head, Sailor Moon finished the droid with halation, destroying the droid and the Dark End. Esmeralda has failed once again. Episode 81, The Dark Gate is completed, the targeted elementary school. Chibi Usa has been sick for a few days, but the day her cold has subsided, she's visited by the Guardians and her best friend from school, Momo. While Chibi Usa was dreaming, she recalled her first day of school and the day Momo defended her against a bully who gave her the nickname Chibi Usa. Esmeralda discovers the next negative point is the Jubon Elementary School, Chibi Usa's school. Esmeralda delegates watching over the Dark Hinge to her droids, Cairo and Akairo. After Chibi Usa arrives late to school, she stumbles upon a massive brawl involving all of the students, including Momo. Momo attacks Chibi Usa when she asks what's going on. When Momo runs off, Chibi Usa chases after her, but other students and a teacher hunt Chibi Usa down as well. Once she seeks solace in an abandoned classroom, Artemis goes to warn the guardians about the dark energy at the school. Luna advises she and Chibi Usa run away, but Chibi Usa refuses to leave her friend Momo behind. So, Luna suggests that they stay low until the Guardians arrive. When Artemis arrives to warn Usagi, Ami, and Mako about the attack on the school, Ami receives a call from Miniko about an attack at the park. Ami suggests she and Mako go to the park while Usagi rescues Chibi Usa. At the park, Mars and Venus attack Akairo by a massive dark hinge. After their failed attacks, Mercury and Jupiter arrive as well, but then Akairo flees with an invitation for the Guardians to come to the school. At the school, Sailor Moon is spooked by a skeleton Chibi Usa was hiding behind before Cairo launches an attack on them both. Sailor Moon protects Chibi Usa until the other guardians arrive to help defend her. Soon after Cairo, soon after Cairo disappears, the guardians claim victory prematurely. Then Cairo unleashes a hypnotized Momo onto the group. Chibi Usa tries to stop her, but Venus and Sailor Moon step in to move her out of the way. Chibi Usa forces a hug onto Momo and unleashed her power to knock her out of her trance. The droids recognize her as the rabbit and try to kill her. Cairo reappears to electrocute a distracted Jupiter and then Akairo traps them all in a cube that keeps the intense electric current flowing through their bodies. When Chibi Usa sees Momo is caught in the current as well after she protected Chibi Usa once she came out of her trance, Chibi Usa recalls the exact same thing happened to her mother before she got sick. Chibi Usa grows infuriated as she held, as she holds Momo, unleashing this unremarkable power even the Black Moon clan has never seen before. Sailor Moon instructs Mercury and Venus to stay with a weakened Chibi Usa and Momo while she, Jupiter, and Mars finish the droids outside. Before the fight begins, Taylor, Tuxedo Mask intercepts the droids' attacks with his own before allowing Sailor Moon to perform halation. As the droids attempt to flee, Jupiter and Mars finish them, also destroying the two massive dark hinges at the school and in the park. Upset by another failed mission, Esmeralda takes it upon herself to kill the Guardians, but she's suddenly ordered to return home by Prince Damon. He and Wise Man have other plans for Chibi Usa, aka the Rabbit, now that they've seen her power. Chibi Usa knows her poor key will now allow her home to the future, but doesn't want to go alone. She asks the Guardians to go with her along with Mamaru, and they all agree. Episode 82, Journey to the Future, Battle in the Space-Time Corridor. 
Chibi Usa is hesitant to return to the future after having dreams about the Sailor Guardians failing to fight against the Black Moon Clan and saving her mother. But Mamoru assures her everything will be alright if she believes in the Guardians and in herself. The Guardians are at the dock waiting for Chibi Usa and Tuxedo Mask but grow concerned when neither are there at the scheduled time. However, all is well when he arrives with Chibi Usa in his arms ready to go. She then recites a mantra in order to make the door of time and space appear and open for them all. Inside, Sailor Moon encounters Sailor Pluto who initially attempted to attack Sailor Moon before Chibi Usa intercepted her. She then apologized for bringing others with her but Chibi Usa confessed to being scared to return home alone. Sailor Pluto isn't upset with Chibi Usa but proud she finally conquered her difficulty with opening the door to time and space. Sailor Pluto wants everyone to hold hands and not let go or they'll be lost forever. After they all enter, Luna recalls the queen telling her about a solitary guardian who must defend the door for all eternity. She now knows it's Sailor Pluto. Just then, Prince Hephir notices multiple energy sources moving through the time-space corridor. Wiseman tells, them, tells him, Esmeralda, and Prince Damon it's the rabbit and the guardians. And now is the time to attack and separate them. Prince Damon becomes infatuated with Sailor Moon and orders Esmeralda to capture both her and the rabbit alive. Prince Hephir believes Wiseman is a fraud, filling his brother's head with lies while Esmeralda plans to be get rid of Sailor Moon once and for all. She orders her joy to capture the rabbit alive, but to get rid of the others. If and when Sailor Moon dies, Esmeralda will blame the droid for her death. When the group moves closer to the door of the future, Chibi Usa begins to doubt Sailor Moon's abilities before Mamoru's reassurance yells in her head again, and Sailor Moon offers her own reassurance. But it isn't enough after the group is eventually separated. The Guardians are together in a labyrinth. Tuxedo Mess is joined by Luna and Artemis, but poor Chibi Usa is all alone with, with just her poo ball. The Guardians manage to escape the labyrinth with Sailor Moon's crystal from the present by the crystal of the future to the exit. Tuxedo Mess is led by a mysterious yet trusting voice out of the void but Chibi Usa has no one but herself. She sees the door to the future and walks towards it. Then a figure that resembles her mother appears. She runs towards it, but stops short when she realizes it isn't her mother. It's the droid sent by Esmeralda. Chibi Usa accepts her fate in the hands of the droid, but changes tack after recalling her bravery. She then attacks the droid with a slingshot and energy balls. Although it has no effect on the droid, it distracts her long enough for the guardians to arrive and save Chibi Usa. However, the droid suddenly does something the Guardians are unaware of. She changed the polarity of time, so all of the Guardians' attacks will rebound back onto them when they attack her. Mercury knows if they attack when the droid initiates her power, their attacks will hit. Chibi Usa initiates the droid's power by dashing towards her and slinging another energy ball square in her face. When the droid slashes her hand through the air, missing Chibi Usa, she initiates her power, but Chibi Usa is left wide open for another attack. Suddenly, Tuxedo Mask arrives to save her and yells for the Guardians to attack. They all band together to use planet power against the droid and destroy her. When they're clear of danger, they all approach the door and open it to the ruins of the future Crystal Tokyo. Episode 83, The Shocking Future, The Mind's Dark Ambition Shocked by what they all see of what's left of Crystal Tokyo, Chibi Usa runs off crying for her mother. The group run after her, but run into a man who resembles Tuxedo Mask. When he addresses the group as King Endymion, Tuxedo Mask lunges to attack him after he recalls the King's voice from his nightmares. Once they all realize he's a projection and not actually there, he leads them to what's left of Crystal Tokyo's base and explains everything to them. 
He claims he, Queen Serenity, and the Guardians are all the future 30th century versions of their present counterparts. That Earth fell under a dark calamity before Queen Serenity used her moon's crystal to revive it and create it Neotokyo. But the 10th planet nemesis, aka the Black Moon Clan, wanted to conquer Earth. Neo-Tokyo did what they could to defend against them, but the Guardians froze Queen Serenity in ice before she was directly attacked and have been using their life forces ever since to protect her. King Endymion is severely injured elsewhere, that's why he's using a projection of himself instead of being there in person. He also claims he only warned Mamoru against being with Usagi as a test of their love. If they allow anyone or anything to get between them, then Neo-Tokyo, Neo-Crystal Tokyo is doomed. The point of the Black Moon Clan going to the present to destroy the city there was so that it doesn't exist in the future. The king also states the obvious. Chibi-Usa is Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Master's daughter in the future. Prince Demand arrives to kidnap both Sailor Moon and a sleeping Chibi-Usa. Although Tuxedo Mask saves Chibi-Usa, Prince Demand claims Usagi as his real prize. Once he has her, Prince Demand dresses Sailor Moon as Queen Serenity and professes his love for her. He doesn't understand they're two different people, but he's captivated by their identical eyes and insists on killing, kissing Sailor Moon. Paralyzed by Prince Demand and unable to use her crystal, Sailor Moon silently pleads for help as Prince Demand attempts to kiss her. Tuxedo Mask arrives just in time with help from King Endymion on their location. He's able to knock Sailor Moon out of Prince Demand's hands and extends his cane so she can climb to him. All the while, Prince Demand is being attacked by a mysterious darkness. As they escape, Sophia confronts Esmeralda and questions on whether or not she undermined his brother, but she just plays innocent. While Sophia can't prove this was her doing, he shares his distaste for Sailor Moon as well. Now safe from Prince Demand, Tuxedo Mask confront, com comforts. <laughs> he didn't confront her. He confronts Sailor Moon and reassures her they must stick together if they want to save everyone and truly be like the couple they always dreamed of. Episode 84 Wise Man's Evil Hand, Chibi-Usa Disappears The Guardians are concerned about Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask's whereabouts, but King and Demian alerts them about their presence nearby. When they finally arrive, they all approach Queen Serenity's bed to see what they can do to revive her. They suggest Sailor Moon attempt to use her own silver crystal to revive the Queen, but it doesn't work. They ponder over how the Queen's silver crystal could have gone missing. King and Demian theorizes it was taken from the palace just before the Black Moon Clan attack. Chibi-Usa runs off to see Solace away from the group and her father. Wiseman approaches her and informs her of the trauma she's trying to hide. After constantly being chastised for not being as elegant as her mother, Chibi-Usa only wished to hold the silver crystal for a fraction of her mother's elegance, but then it disappeared. She doesn't know where it went, but denies ever taking it. Wiseman believes her and manipulates Chibi-Usa to not tell her friends or they'll criticize her. He persuades her to join forces with him so she can show them her true power. Prince Sapphire and Esmeralda attempt to dissuade Prince Daman from his pursuit of Queen Serenity, but he won't hear a word of it. He even attacks his brother for defying him. Prince Daman insists the Malefic Crystal be charged up to its full power in order to destroy the barrier between them and Queen Serenity. Esmeralda calls upon Wiseman to increase her strength and power to do his bidding in order to win Prince Daman's affection. Wiseman gives her the full power of the Malefic Crystal that overwhelms her body. She transforms into a dragon infused with human life force. When King Endymion alerts them of this, all the Guardians' attacks inflict superficial damage until Tuxedo Mask teams up with Sailor Moon. He inserts a rose thrown into the gem in the dragon's head and then Sailor Moon finishes it with Halation. 
The dragon is defeated and Esmeralda is dead. However, back at the palace, King Endymion informs Artemis and Luna Chibi-Usa isn't in the palace or anywhere to be found. Episode 85, The Dark Queen, The Birth of Black Lady Wiseman manipulates all of Chibi-Usa's worst memories to coerce her into taking on the power of the Malefic Crystal and transforms her into a Black Lady. Wiseman directs Prince Demon to return to 20th century Tokyo with the Malefic Crystal and drown Earth into darkness with the help of Black Lady, who will expedite the destruction with her life force. Prince Safia warns Prince Demon of Wiseman's trickery and that he caused Esmeralda's death, but Demon refuses to believe his brother over Wiseman's advisory. Sailor Pluto also warns the Guardians and Tuxedo Mask about Chibi-Usa's strange behavior. She believes she's been held by a dark force and they must return to their time to save her and Earth before it falls into the hands of the Black Moon Clan. When they return, they're approached by a mysterious woman who introduces herself as Black Lady. It isn't until Luna P rolls over to her do they finally realize it's Chibi-Usa. Black Lady announces she hates them all and will kill them for ignoring and making her feel unloved. Sailor Moon refuses to fight Black Lady, even after her powerful attacks against the group. Chibi-Usa is still inside of her and she doesn't want to hurt her. Only when Sailor Moon has been cornered and Tuxedo Mask saves her from Black Lady's deadly attack, does Sailor Moon finally utilize healing escalation to purify Chibi-Usa. Chibi-Usa begins to fight against the Malefic Crystal's evil and remember her bad memories for how they really were. But then, Wise Man reappears to manipulate Chibi-Usa once more. Gaslighting her into thinking her good, mem her good memories aren't real. That she feels so unloved she's making them up. This breaks the healing process and he increases the malefic Dark Crystal's power. As they flee, Black Lady vows to destroy them and all of Earth before it falls into eternal darkness. Sailor Moon also vows to never give up on Chibi-Usa and to bring her back to them. Episode 86, Sapphire Dies, Wise Man's Trap Princess Fear eavesdrops on Wiseman's diabolical plan to enact a plan under the Deaf Phantom's orders to erase Earth from existence and all of the future, not just control it like Prince Demand wants to. When Sapphire removes a plaque that charges the Malefic Crystal in order for it to cool down, Wiseman attacks him. Back on Earth, the Guardians must wait and see what Mamoru and Artemis discover about the Malefic Crystal before they can assess any countermeasures against it. When Usagi's mother brings out tea for the girls, she also brings a cup for Chibi-Usa. The memory of the girl should be gone by now, but the Tsukino family's subconscious still remembers her. When the Spectre sisters contemplate evacuating the city, Pet sees a wounded Sapphire. As he lays in the grass, the smell reminds him of a time with Demon about his promise to Sapphire that he'll gift him a garden once they recall Earth. But then Wise Man appears in his dreams. He wakes up in a shot at where he is. Pet brought him to her home. Initially, she thought he was there to punish her and her sisters, but he assures her that's not the case. Outside the room, Calaveras claims Pets once loved him. Wise Man warns Black Lady and Prince Demand of Safia's betrayal. The man doesn't believe him, but Black Lady takes it upon herself to retrieve the plaque and get rid of Safia. When Safia leaves to speak with Demand, Pets attempts to stop him in his weakened condition. He doesn't understand why she cares so much. She explains living on Earth with the humans has made her appreciate their kindness and love they share amongst each other, something they never experienced on Nemesis and with the clan. Sophia promises to only speak with the man and return when things are settled. Once the Spectre sisters are no longer able to fight, Koan calls Usaki for her help. When Sophia limps his way to the Malefic Crystal, Black Lady arrives to kill him, but the Guardians interfere. As they fight to protect him, Black Lady easily counters all of their attacks. 
Sophia is confused by their help, but Mars and Jupiter say Koan called them to help him, but he insists they help their friends instead. However, as Mars and Jupiter also become incapacitated by a black lady, Tuxedo Mask arrives to break them free and stop her in time for Demand's arrival. He insists Demand listen to his brother. As Sophia speaks about Wiseman's deception, he's attacked twice and killed by the wizard. After Wiseman and Black Lady flee, Prince Demand remains to observe Tuxedo Mask and the Guardians grieve over Sophia. After a moment, he retrieves his brother's body, cursing Wiseman's name. Back at the Spectre Sisters' apartment, Pets immediately felt the death of Sapphire and mourns his loss once again. Episode 87, Believing in Love in the Future, Uzaki's Decision The Guardians wait another day before entering the Malefic Tower. On said day, Uzaki runs into Naru. Naru X was wrong and if she's been acting strangely because of the mysterious tower that's appeared in town. Uzaki pretends to be clueless, but Naru doesn't push her friend. She offers Uzaki help if needed and she can't wait to see her in school tomorrow. In the tower, Prince Demond demands to know why Wiseman killed his brother Sapphire. Wiseman impatiently answers they don't have time to worry about people who get in the way of their plans. Capturing and controlling Earth is an act of vengeance Prince Demond has dedicated his life to. Wiseman's reminder makes Demond refocus on the task at hand, but will investigate Wiseman, Wiseman when everything has settled. Before the Guardians enter the tower, Ami pauses to tell the girls she's enjoyed her time with them and can't wait to celebrate when Earth is back to normal. They all share her sentiment before transforming into their respective guardians. They also join powers to strengthen Sailor Moon when she struggles to break the tower's barrier. Inside, Sailor Moon falls through a portal that transports her in front of Prince Damon. He forces her to pledge her allegiance to him multiple times, but she's able to break through his spell when she remembers Mamoru, Chibiusa, and the girls. When she's finally able to explain why his plan for domination over Earth is foolish, Forcing love is impossible, and he can live a peaceful, happy life like the Spectre sisters. Prince Daman finally sees the errors of his ways. Wiseman interrupts and tries to kill Daman when he refuses to listen to him anymore. Daman holds his own against Wiseman, but when the wizard attacks Sailor Moon, Daman steps in between them and takes the blast. Still standing, Daman manages to strike Wiseman down before he too is knocked down. Sailor Moon begs for Daman to fight, but he's unable to. He thanks Sailor Moon for helping Sapphire and he's happy for the Spectre Sisters. He also asks for her to please take care of his people back on Nemesis before he takes his last breath. Unfortunately, Wiseman is still alive. He claims to be an immortal being before attempting to hypnotize Sailor Moon with lies about Mamoru and Chibiusa. When she breaks through his illusion, he directly attacks Sailor Moon, strangling her with his bare hands, demanding the Silver Crystal. Tuxedo Mask suddenly appears and attacks Wiseman along with the Guardians. Now surrounded, Wiseman flees, taunting the group that their efforts to fight him no longer matter since Black Lady has reached her full dark power and Earth will fall under eternal darkness soon. When Tuxedo Mask leads them to the Malefic Crystal Center, Black Lady appears. Episode 88, The Final Battle Between Light and Dark, Pledge of Love for the Future Out in the city, Artemis and Luna are concerned when they've heard nothing from their guardians about Chibi-Usa. If the dark gates open and Earth takes the full blast from the malefic dark crystal, they're all done for. On top of the tower, the dark gates are nearly open. The Guardians beg Chibi-Usa to return to herself, to fight against Death Phantom, aka Wiseman's illusions, but she can't seem to move past her worst memories. When Black Lady attacks Sailor Moon, Tuxedo Mask protects her by taking the full blast. Black Lady doesn't understand why he would do such a thing. Everyone explains to her their friendship and love for one another is so strong they're willing to lay their lives down for one another. 
When Black Lady attacks again, Sailor Moon and Tuxedo Mask recall what King and Demian told them about loving fully instead of with a half heart. They understand in order to bring back Chibi Usa, they must work together. Sailor Moon uses the Silver Crystal to transform into Queen Serenity, but even that isn't enough to return Chibi Usa to herself. It isn't until all three of them are sucked into the Malefic Crystal's vortex and are about to die that they urge Black Lady to remember the happy memories she made on Earth. That they aren't illusions. She must hold on to those memories in times of sadness if she ever wants to move on and live her life. The illusion is finally broken and Black Lady reverts into Chibi Usa. However, since Sailor Moon already used the Silver Crystal, using it again will kill her. But she insists on using it once more to save Earth when she declares her love for all of humanity. When it appears Death Phantom is too strong for Sailor Moon, Chibi Usa draws out the same Silver Crystal everyone thought disappeared. It became a part of her, actually. Together, she and Sailor Moon were able to defeat Death Phantom and restore Earth out of the darkness. When Sailor Moon and Chibi Usa believe they're dead, Queen Serenity enters their minds and tells them everything is okay and they're alive. Once everything has settled, it's time for Chibi Usa to return to 30th century Tokyo. Goodbye is difficult for Chibi Usa and Usagi. Chibi Usa even calls Usagi mommy before leaving. All is well in the future as little Usagi is greeted by the future guardians, her real physical father, King Endymion, and finally her awake mother, Queen Serenity. Episode 89, Usagi and the Girls Resolve, Prelude to a New Battle. Uh, not much happens in this episode. It's literally just what's described in the title. Just a peek at what's to come in Season 3 after everything that's already occurred in Season 1 and Season 2. You know, of course, there's a new enemy. But I believe there's uh, two new Guardians that come into play. The, uh, the cousins, as they are portrayed, uh, at least on the American uh, side of the enemy, uh, the English version of it. It's uh, Sailor uh, Uranus and Sailor Neptune. And I think Sailor Pluto comes back at some point as well. I'm not sure. Maybe Chibi Usa. That I'm not sure either. But I definitely know the two guardians, the two quote unquote cousins, come into play. But yeah, that's for season three. So check back for that. So there you have it. My episode by episode overview of Sailor Moon Season 2, I watched dubbed in English on Hulu. Man, if you've made it here to the end, thanks for sticking around with me. You're the real MVP. And don't let anyone tell you anything different, you hear me? And just to add in another bit of my two cents, I googled the age difference between Usagi and Mamoru because I couldn't have been the only person who had an issue with their relationship. In the manga, Mamoru is only two years older than Usagi, not four. But I still didn't like it since she's still in high school when Mamoru goes off to college. But they did separate them in the manga as well as obviously in the anime to focus more on Usagi's growth as Sailor Moon before they reunited as a couple. But that's the end of that for me. I'm looking forward to their relationship going from strength to strength in the next season, in season three. But don't spoil it for me if they fall apart again. I just have to... Oh man, I'll just have to watch and see. Hopefully that's not the case. Hopefully it's something else. But again, thank you for listening. Also, I want to thank BetterHelp again for sponsoring today's episode. Once more, I'm KS Garner, and you've been listening to the Solo Nerdbird Podcast. Thank you. Thank you.